0: All right, and welcome to an Employment Law Show is back on your radio, and good to have you along. John Schools here, host, along with uh, co-founding partner. He is the guy, Lior Sanfiru, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. You want to reach out anytime to Lior when we're not doing this show. If you're in Vancouver or Calgary or Edmonton or other parts, you can call uh, simply one 855 821 5900 help at ca is the email address we use. I'll give you another website you can go to anytime, even before the phone call to Lior. How about this? Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the website built just for you to use, to educate yourself and gain more knowledge of your rights, things that are owed to you. As far as your workplace is concerned and your compensation, simply use ca. You're thinking one day, okay, guys, I get it, but What am I old for severance? You can find that out as well at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the severance pay calculator, which has been around for years and is robust and will give you a good, accurate number is there as well anytime you like. But as we get into things on the show today, Lior, I know you got lots to cover. One of the topics we're going to be doing is, can my employer, Lior, do this, dot, 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 and we're going to get a bunch of those talking points. I know you, you kind of culminated this list over weeks of phone calls and emails, so these are really like the top 10 or top 15 of, can my employer do this? type of points but as always we open the phones right away toll free to your calls 1-877-399-9898 use that number now if you have questions about your employment something you've always wondered about severance maybe your boss is draying on you badly you're under a contract you haven't been called back to work you've been let go because of covid or you've been told you have to vaccine you don't know where to go how about the testing all these questions are doubling up daily for leor so bring some on air and ask them here now this forum is for you right toll free 1-877-399-9898 let's get it rolling pal what do you got going on for the week that was
1: hey john i am always so excited to be here i'm excited mm-hmm. to have people across bc across alberta hearing us uh, and, and hopefully can get educated over the course of this uh show on your employment law rights we all have jobs and we all have issues, it's it's naive to think that things are always gonna be just perfect and, and calm and no issues, especially these days with the pandemic, with vaccines, you name it, we have issues, we have questions. Well, now on the show, it's an opportunity to get answers. If you're facing an ultimatum, if your job has changed, if you lost your job, are worried about losing your job, what do you do, how much are you owed? Is this all even legal? Call us right now with those questions. I'll answer them, and you can walk away with that information just so that you hopefully feel better. Take advantage. Call us right now. And of course, the second option, just as important, we'll give you my contact information so we can talk privately if that's what you want, email address, phone numbers. So stay tuned throughout the show. But to get us started, let me tell you, as John said, week that was a couple situations that came across my desk. First one, again, I'll come back to it because it's been the hottest topic. It has to do with vaccines and mandatory vaccinations. Well, this gentleman that I spoke with uh, was let go because he had decided not to get vaccinated. And his employer said, well, that's your right, but we're going to let you go. And he had been there for six years. Company tells him, we don't owe you anything because you've chosen not to get vaccinated. But you know what? We're nice guys, right? So we're going to give you eight weeks pay. So he calls me, you know, confused, upset, angry. And wants to know what a, what he's owed here. So let's start with the the basic stuff, and that is that he's owed a heck of a lot more than eight weeks pay. Right. He is owed his severance based on his six years of employment. He's owed right around nine months pay. Not six. Not eight weeks. Nine months. That's a huge difference. That's tens of thousands of dollars. In addition, he may even be owed some human rights damages because of the whole idea of the mandatory vaccine and the fact that that policy could be considered discriminatory. Regardless of that, that is his right. So he has significant entitlements, and I've already spoken with many, many people who have lost their job in similar circumstances and either have not been offered or paid any severance or been offered pennies on the dollar. Chances are, if you've lost your job, whether it's because of the vaccine or frankly for any other reason, maybe it has nothing at all to do with the vaccine, that you're going to be owed significantly more than what you've been offered what you've been paid. If you want to know how much you're owed, one opportunity or one great way to find out is to call us right now. But John, for this guy, what a difference. Instead of eight weeks, nine months. That's huge.
0: Yeah, massive. And it's, you know, again, it's always that phone call that uh, alerts people to what's going on. Or, like I said off the top, Severance Pay Calculator can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.com. Reminder lines are open. We are live and, uh, and taking your calls for this show toll free, 1 877 399 9898. What else you got going on?
1: I spoke with a lady who had uh, unfortunately been off for work for right about a year. That's a serious medical condition. She wasn't, you know, someone that was lying or anything. She was working on getting better, been off for a year, uh, receiving some disability benefits. She got a letter uh, from her employer uh, and saying, well, you've been off for a year uh, and we haven't been told that you're coming back to work, so Mm -hmm. we consider your employment to be at an end. You know, it's been a long time. Wish you all the best. Goodbye. So she called me. Uh, actually, her husband initially called me, and then I spoke to her and said, well, is this right? Is this legal? So let's be very clear here. The fact that she was off for a year, you know, a year is a long time, but the yep. fact that she was off for a year does not mean that her employer is allowed to let her go. She can be off, frankly, as long as she needs to be, as long as it's valid, and as long as she has doctor's support, which she did. No one was saying that she was malingering or making it up. Now, if she is off for a very long time, several years, and there's no opportunity to come back, it's clear she'll never come back. At that point, her employer may be able to say, now enough is enough. It's a frustration of contract. But that was not her situation. So the fact that she was let go, number one, means she's owed severance. She's been there for over 20 years. She could be owed two-year severance. Potentially, though, that's discrimination based on her disability. It's a human rights violation. So I'm going to help her get that compensation. This employer really did make some big mistakes, but it's a reminder there. If you need to be off work for medical reasons, if you have your doctor's support, you can be off. You can't be let go legally. You can't be penalized or punished. You can't even be questioned. That doctor's note is what you need. If your employer does anything like this employer did, you have to give me a call right away.
0: And the email address as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But always the top priority on this show, of course, is your calls and your questions, one 399 9898 is how you do it. Michael, thanks for standing by for a moment. How are you?
2: Oh, hey, not too bad. I just uh, let go, or I didn't get let go. I quit a job. Um, I uh, gave them my two-week notice on paper, but I said, if you don't need me around, I can leave. Uh, because I'm a straight commission salesperson. So I want to know if any of my commissions are still to be paid for me. I was there for 17 years.
1: So any commissions that you earn up until your last day have to be paid. So you know what you need to do to earn commissions or you know what's considered commission earned. Anything that becomes earned up until that last day, frankly, anything that becomes earned even afterwards, okay? If you for example, let's say that uh, you did your part, but the money comes in after you leave. They still have to pay you that because you did your job. So, yes, they have to pay all that stuff. I understand. Thank you. No problem. Thanks,
0: Michael. Michael. Appreciate, uh, appreciate your call. More information, want to reach out any other questions to Lior and his uh, very capable team. It's easy. one 855 821 you know, that uh, that brings up an interesting question, Michael's call there. And I, I'm sure you've seen this before, you know, just before maybe that big commission payment has to be paid. Or, oh, look at that, we're, we're getting close to Christmas bonus or, or you know, some other sort of, you know, large payment to be doled out. Do sometimes employers try to sneak a dismissal in there under the wire to try to hopefully avoid paying uh, the now former employee these type of monies?
1: I see this all the time. So th- an employee <laughs> may have a big payment a bonus, a commission, a stock option payment right, due at right. a certain point, And all of a sudden, magically, for whatever reason, the <laughs> employer lets go the person a few weeks before then. Well, number one, you can't actually avoid paying someone that. If they earned it, the fact that you chose a convenient date is not going to get you out of it. But it's even worse than that for the employer. Because by by playing that game, by trying to essentially, you know, rip off someone, if you will, mm-hmm. then they could be they could be on the hook for additional damages, bad faith damages. So it's a very bad idea to try to get away with something like that.
0: And that's kind of the same thing with bonuses. After you've had a bonus for years and years and years and years, almost like clockwork, say a Christmas bonus or whatever, a summer bonus, and then the employer kind of says, "Oh, you're not getting it this year. We've stopped that."
1: So when it comes to bonuses, the question is. Did it become a term of employment? And it can become right. a term of employment, as you said, if it's a consistent thing. You always get a bonus, usually around the same time of year. The amount is, you know, re- relatively similar, so you can count on that as mm. part of your compensation. Hey, t- uh, uh, shout out to to Clark Griswold here. But <laughs> Put if in, in the swimming fact, pool. <laughs> the swimming pool. No, but that's true. It, you know, yeah. in that situation, as in in real life, he expected a bonus because he usually got a bonus. So his employer did not have the legal right, neither does your employer, to decide, now we've decided not to do this. It's like giving you a pay cut. So a bonus cannot just disappear. If it does, that could be considered a constructive dismissal. So that's a very important thing to keep in mind.
0: And welcome back to the show. Indeed, phone calls uh, for the remainder of the show. Toll free, call through, ask some questions here to answer. Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Sanfiru to Mark LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the country, uh, getting people the compensation they need and deserve from the firm that has helped tens of thousands of people since its inception years ago. So feel free to reach out anytime as well to Lior and his crew. No problem. 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Or if you simply go to employmentlawyer.ca, the firm website, there's a drop-down menu media at the top, and you can find links to our long-running TV show as well. You can watch those. And always learning, learning a lot more as we get some uh, some calls here lined up for the uh, the remainder of the show. Again, one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. We slide into our topic of the day for a little bit here, Lior, As we get those calls on, and it is it's basically, hey Leor, I've always wondered, can my employer do this? And I'll start with a big one off the top. It's this this question I wouldn't have asked a year and a half ago, but I'm going to ask it now because it's topical. Can my employer fire me if I don't get a vaccine?
1: Yeah, this is such an important question and one I've been getting literally thousands of times, uh, you know, over the past couple of months. So let's be be very clear on this. Okay, generally speaking, first of all, your employer can always let you go. You can't physically stop that. So we can debate legalities, but the reality is that your employer will let you go if you don't get the vaccine, if that's the line that they drew in the sand or they'll suspend you, put you on a unpaid leave. The question is, what are you owed as a result? Certainly, you're going to be owed severance, okay? Because that's going to be considered a termination uh, without cause. So you're going to be owed severance. That could be up to 24 months pay. Potentially, you could be owed human rights damages as well. So your employer cannot legally let you go without compensation uh, if you choose not to be vaccinated. Now, John, this is not about whether vaccines are good or not. Mm -hmm. Me personally, uh, I believe vaccines uh, are good and I think people should go get vaccinated but the law is the law. The law doesn't yeah. care what I think or what you think or what anyone else thinks. It's the law. If you are let go because you're not vaccinated, you're entitled to compensation. It's by the same token. If you're being put on an unpaid leave or a suspension, you can treat that or choose to treat that as a constructive dismissal, get compensation. If that's what you want to do, or if you want to find out your options, your entitlements, the amounts that you're owed, give me a call.
0: Again, one Toll free to call in, ask your questions. That's why we do this show every week. Uh, Chris, thank you for hanging on. How are you? Hey, Chris. Good. good, sir. Go ahead.
2: I uh, just got a question. Um, if my employer changes the uh, defined benefit portion of my pension, can that be constituted as constructive dismissal? Hmm.
1: It certainly can. It depends on the type of change, how big a change it is, and uh, how it's going to impact you financially. But sure, you know, certainly pension is an important part of our compensation. And if it's a change that's going to ultimately cost you, absolutely, that could be a constructive dismissal, no doubt.
2: Okay. All right. Um, okay, I can... Uh, okay. So, um, I guess, how do I... Uh Uh, I I guess I'll wait and uh, hear the contact information, and I guess I can touch base with you at a later time. Yeah,
1: we'll give it it to you now, Chris. So definitely something you want to connect with me. The one thing to remember for you and for anyone that's facing changes, if in fact there's a change imposed, you want to do something about that as soon as possible. If you Mm -hmm. continue working and don't say anything, you may be considered to have accepted it. Not a good thing. So yeah, we'll give you that contact information. I look forward to chatting with you. Okay, great.
0: Chris, that information, uh, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred, and help at employmentlawyer.ca. We give that out throughout the show anyway, so I'm sure you'll catch it if you didn't have a pen with you. But here and now, it is always one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. In that regard, John, you are up next. How are you?
2: Good. How are you doing today?
0: Love and life, my friend. What's uh, what's on your mind? <laughs>
2: Um, So I work at a post-secondary institution. uh, Mm -hmm. We're a unionized um, institution, and they gave us the ultimatum as well, either vaccination, test every 72 hours, or medical exemption, which you're not able to get, I hear. Um, I guess first question, and it kind of sounds like it's already been answered, is this legal?
1: So are you part of a union uh, there? Yes. So the reality is that it may not be... Uh, not be legal, but your union is the only one uh, that's allowed to do something about it. So your union is the only one that's allowed to stand up for your rights and pursue a grievance if in fact you're being done or if your employer is doing something that's not legal. So you cannot legally be let go without compensation in that situation. But, and this is the big one, your employer uh, is not going to pay it to you and you'll have to fight for it. And the only one that can do that Mm -hmm. is the union. So, best advice, talk to your union, try to push them as much as possible. That's the only option.
2: Okay, so in that case, like they're threatening, it's kind of similar to AHS where they're threatening to put you on unpaid leave if you don't do any of the above. Um, I guess first question with unpaid leave is typically do your benefits expire with that, hey?
1: Eh? Well, I don't expect your employer is going to continue the benefits, but remember, the bigger problem is. The fact that it's it may well be illegal to put you on that leave mm. but if your union says we're cool with it we we, we support the employer we're not going to do anything about it then essentially that means your employer can do whatever it wants right so uh, okay. you'd have to find out from your union what this actually means for you
0: john appreciate the call got to uh, got to rock and roll again One eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight is our number hey chris thank you for standing by for a moment how are you oh i'm fine thanks how are you great what's uh what's on your mind today
2: good. I'm just wondering why is severance paid different for union people than non-union people? Great question.
1: It, it's, it's a wonderful question, and it's one that's not necessarily that easy to answer. And, and well, the, the real answer is that your union has negotiated, if you will, your, your severance as part of the collective agreement. And one of, the, one of the rights that you have as a union employee is, you can't just be let go of, because your employer feels like it, you can get reinstated. Whereas a a non-union employee doesn't have that right. They can be let go at at any time, but they have to get severance. So you you get a right to reinstatement as a union employee, but you lose the right to severance. So a a unionized employee is going to get minimal severance. A non-union employee is going to get significantly more it's just the way the law works, and it's the way collective agreements work. Uh, some employees may like that, some may not, but we really don't talk about severance when it comes to union employees. Whenever you hear the word severance, we're really just discussing non-union employees. Okay. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you,
0: Chris. Appreciate uh, your time as well. I'm going to move on down the line to, uh, to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. How are you?
2: Hi. I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Great. Good. Excellent. What's on your mind?
2: I was just wondering if it's legal for your employer to ask for your personal medical
1: information, such as a vaccine. Mm. So it's not illegal, uh, I believe you're in Alberta, in Alberta it's not illegal, they certainly can't publish it, they can't do anything with that, there's privacy rights, uh, but the, the, the real issue is what is your employer going to do about it? Even if it was illegal, if your employer says, we don't care, we want it or you're gone, It's simply going to be a matter of the compensation that you're owed if you don't provide it so there's nothing stopping them from asking that but again if they decide to let you go either because you don't give the information or because you told them you're not vaccinated and they want you to be you're going to be owed compensation so that ultimately is what the focus has to be is the compensation that you're owed if you lose your job or are suspended if you're not vaccinated okay would they be
2: facing any kind of penalties for breaking the law it is
1: illegal for them to ask. I, I, again, it's not illegal to ask. It, they, they could face penalties if they publish that information, if they you know, tell the, your customers about it, or your co-workers. That they can't do. That's private information, but it's not illegal for them uh, to ask. Other provinces, for example, in Ontario, actually have laws that says you can't demand personal medical information. In Alberta, we don't have that. So it's not illegal, but if you are let go severance has to be paid potentially there could be human rights damages as well but per se it's not illegal to require you to tell them if you've been vaccinated okay thank you
0: thanks jeff appreciate your time uh today as well here's the number one eight seven seven three nine nine at ninety eight ninety eight. that's the number you want to through to or use to call through for the remainder of the show today get some answers it's just that quick just like jeff and jeff before him and chris and chris before him it's really easy. Just make that phone call. If there's something you've been wondering for yourself or a colleague or a, a friend who's a little bashful, get the answers. Because chances are with every question you ask, there's thousands of other people in Alberta and BC that are wondering the same thing. So we all learn something, right? You know, it's interesting, Jeff's, uh, Jeff's question about the vaccine. But if you broaden that a little bit to, you know, being off or potentially going off for some sort of medical reason, you can't be at work. Where does the boundary lie for, for you know, new listeners to the show as far as what your employer can ask as far as diagnosis versus prognosis of your condition?
1: Yeah, your employer can always find out or ask about your, uh, your, your prognosis, how long you're going to be off, are you going to need accommodation, legitimate, fair. They can't demand to know diagnosis. Tell me what right. your medical condition is. Tell me what treatment you're getting. That they cannot ask. If they do, you can say no to that. If the employer overreaches, they cannot punish you because they're asking for information that they're not entitled to get.
0: Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Yeah, toll free. Give us your calls. one B.C. Alberta. Welcome to the show. If you're a uh, first time or first couple times listening to the show, come on in. Water's warm. Love to have you here. And by the way, you have other questions and queries about uh, COVID-19 as it relates to your workplace. COVIDrights.ca is basically your COVID-19 knowledge center. If you go to the firm website, that'll uh, take you right there. COVIDrights.ca. And anytime you want to send an email to Leor and his crew, co-founding partner of the firm, it's help at but always back to the phones, our top priority. Love having you ask your questions. Uh, Sharon, thanks for hanging on. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm great. Thank you. I, I really enjoy your program and all the oh, information. Thank you so much. You thank you us. so much. Go ahead. Uh, this isn't a question, just a comment that I saw hmm. on Twitter, and I wonder if I could just share it with you. <laughs> sure. Um, it was a sign someone was holding, and it said, if the vaccinated can still get sick with the virus, and transmit the virus. Shouldn't they be losing their jobs too? Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, yeah, at a minimum, I would expect an employer to say, you know, if if we're going to test people, mm-hmm. then I think vaccinated people actually should be tested as well because they can spread it too.
2: Absolutely, I don't disagree
1: with with that logic. And I think there's there's uh, some employers, by the way, that are imposing that as well, testing for everyone. But I I can't argue with that logic. Again, I'm not a doctor, but my understanding is similar to that, that vaccinated people can, in fact, still spread it. Uh, So if that's the case, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that uh, you achieve too much by only testing those that are not vaccinated. Right.
2: But I'm just saying that people that are double vaccinated and soon to be triple vaccinated with the booster can still get sick they can still get breakthrough cases of COVID. So they too should be in fear of losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Just thinking yeah, it might be something a person could use for, for their yeah, benefit. Fair effect. point, Sharon. Fair
1: Thank, point. You. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: yeah. you. Thanks, Sharon. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call and your time. And thanks for listening to the show. We love having you uh, aboard every week. one uh, 877 is the way to call in. Hi, Adam, you're up next. What's going on?
2: Hi there. So, I'm a service plumber, which means I'm under construction rules. And according to that, I'm not applicable for the two-week notice, or and from what I understand, I'm not applicable for severance. Is that true?
1: Not at all. Are you part of a union? No. Then And I'm glad you called, because this is such a common question and a common situation, common misconception. That people in the construction industry don't get severance. So let's be very clear. You you do get the same severance as anyone else. So that could be up to two years' pay. So you know what? Let me give you your specific stats here. So I'll tell you how much severance you're owed if you lose your job. How long have you worked for your employer?
2: Um, over three and, a half, plus three and a half years.
1: Three and a half years. And uh, how old are you, Adam? I am thirty-seven. So you'd be owed right around four months' pay. That's the severance that you'd be owed. Okay. So yes, you absolutely get severance. If you lose your job, uh, you you have those rights. If you haven't gotten your four months' pay and you lose your job, you call me. I'll help you get it. Okay.
0: Thanks, Adam. Appreciate the call and your time moving down the line. Got Joe on now. Hi, Joe. Thanks for hanging on. How are you?
2: Good. Yourself?
0: Beauty. It's uh, it's a good time to have you on there. What's, uh, What's your question?
2: Um. Well, um, so last year when COVID started and stuff, um, my, uh, wife had her holidays booked, uh, prior to, uh, to the, the COVID epidemic. And of course, by the time, uh, her holidays came around, uh, she wasn't able to travel or go anywhere or do anything. So she took her, her scheduled time off and just, you know, stayed at home and did stuff at home. But when she went back to work, she got, uh, demoted citing citing uh that's obviously she's uh not uh the person to be in charge because of the COVID situation and this and that and turned around and and got demoted uh lost several dollars per hour as well as a full day's pay
1: per week when was this joe when did this happen this happened last may so I'll tell you this, that when they did that to her, they did not have the right to do it. They did not have a right to reduce her pay, to demote her, regardless of what they thought. By doing that, that would have been a constructive dismissal. And if you called me or she called me in May, I would have said that's as straightforward as it gets. The problem is, because this happened uh, a while ago, uh, she's now considered to have accepted the new terms of employment the fact that she was demoted in the less and the lesser pay. And because of that, now she can't do anything about it. So, you know, it's it's not legal what they did, but she was allowed to accept something that's illegal. And I know she didn't want to, but wow. that's what ultimately she did. So because of that, now I mean, there's nothing that can be done, Joe, unfortunately.
2: Well, I mean, she had to do what she had to do. She still had to work, right?
1: Oh, I, I, I hear you. Don't, I'm, I'm not saying she did the wrong thing, not at all. I'm just telling you what how the law works, and you know, back in May, we could have said that's a constructive dismissal and talk about what she's owed, and we could potentially have even, you know, given the employer a bit of a kick in the pants and see if they change their mind. But that, unfortunately, is not really an option right now.
0: A couple of minutes to go before we break, so we'll get into some more calls and answer your questions. Uh, next up would be Mike. Hi, Mike.
2: Hi. I just have a quick question. How long? Yeah. How long if you go, if you want to go to an employer? Let's say it was over a year ago in 20, February 2020. Is it still something you can go after them for, for, for a certain incident?
1: So generally speaking, there's a two-year limitation period. Now, as I was telling a previous caller, if you can, if the employer did something to you, let's say they changed your job, reduced your pay, and you continued working, you're going to be considered to have accepted the new terms. But let's say you lost your job in February 2020, you're absolutely still able to do something about it because there's a two-year limitation period. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, there, is
2: this, there was another issue, I don't know if I can bring it on the radio, but they, they made an error with um, the record of employment, and I'm having their no own money back because of that, so I don't know if that's something, a general question about that. I'm, yeah, generally if
1: speaking, true. if they did something that cost you money back in February 2020, again, if you can show that their error cost you money that you can't recover, then yeah, you could go after them for that. Sure, there's a two-year limitation period, so you're well within your time limit to be able to do that.
2: And how do you do that? Just call your office, and is there a call, charge? Call my office. Is there an initial charge or something? What is the fee, basically, or is there?
1: Most of our uh, our initial consultations are free, but until I know more about your matter, I won't be able to say if we can proceed with the free or, or or paid consultation. But like I said, let, like let's let's have a chat and see what else there is there. Potentially, by the way, there may be more than just a record of employment. If in fact you were let go back in February twenty twenty, which is why they issued the record of employment you may not realize you could be owed months of severance over and above what they may have paid you. So it's worth having that chat and understanding exactly what you're owed.
0: Appreciate the call, Mike, and uh, call uh, call or afterwards for sure. want to get Helen here before the break. Hi, Helen, how are you?
2: Hi, I'm fine, thanks.
0: Great. What's on your mind?
2: Well, I've worked for the school board for 15 years part-time rentals, And um, I have not worked since COVID started. They did call me to do a school February of 2021, and I got to the school and I didn't feel good, so I booked off. And I belong to a union, but I am part-time, and I wonder if now I've got arthritis and stuff and I don't feel like going back. I'm 75, and I wonder if I'm entitled to anything.
1: So if it's your decision, whether it's because of medical conditions or other reasons that you're not going to go back, uh, then no, you're not going to be entitled to anything. Obviously, if there was a pension plan for you, then you're entitled to, to draw on that plan or, or to do something with the money that's in that pension plan. But beyond that, in terms of severance or other compensation, if, if they're not the ones initiating your departure, but you're the one initiating it, even though obviously you have a good reason, then no, you would not be owed anything, uh, Sherry.
2: Okay, or Helen, well, I should that's say what sorry. I wanted to know. Thank
0: you very much. And hey, welcome back. Employment Law Show. John Scholes here along with uh, Liora Samfiru, co-founding partners Samfiru, Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in the country. you want to reach out anytime? We're not here chatting on air, one 821 5900 Go there, ask your questions, get some answers, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But as always, our callers here uh, during the show are top priority. That number, toll-free, 399 9898 That's how you do it. Sherry, thank you for standing by. How are you?
2: Good, good.
0: Good. What's on your mind?
2: Um, my husband worked for a company, and he drove a company truck. Then he got a 30-day license suspension. License suspension. He didn't tell them, and they found out about it, so they fired him with... What they said was just cause i'm just wondering was he entitled to any severance
1: so just so i understand so he his license got suspended he he didn't tell him so he continued driving for them while his license was suspended is that right
2: yes correct yeah
1: Uh, unfortunately that would be just cause that that's that is a a big deal obviously for for obvious reasons so unfortunately that is a situation you know one of those rare situations that actually allows an employer to let an employee go for cause ie without any compensation or severance. So there's not going to be much that can be done there, Sherry. Okay, okay, I was just
2: curious. Okay, thank you so much.
1: Thank you,
0: Thanks, Sherry. Sherry, appreciate your time. gonna move on to uh, to Joe. Hi, Joe, how are you?
2: Uh, good afternoon. Thank you very much. Doing fine. You bet. Quick question. Thank I got you. my uh, my wife's on long-term disability, and um, the, uh, the companies reached out and said they're going to stop long-term disability and force her to take LTD
1: on CPP,
2: and I have no idea what that
1: means. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's what happened. I think what happened is the, the insurance company said to her that she has to apply for CPP disability. That's very different. Than than saying that they're not going to pay her. So it's a term of most uh, long term disability policies that say that if you qualify for CPP disabilities, you have to apply for it. And if you qualify, the amount that you're going to get from CPP disability is going to, the insurance company is going to reduce its payment by that amount. So, but the reality is it's not going to impact your wife in any way because let's say she gets, I don't know, $1,000 uh, a month. I'm just an example from the disability insurer. And let's say she qualifies for $400 a month from CPP. Well, the insurance company is going to reduce it by 400 but she'll still get the same $1,000 a month. So she, she does have to apply for CPP disability because it's a term of the insurance policy. But if she qualifies, that's fine. She's not going to get less money. The net that she's going to get is going to be the same.
2: So is she, still, she is forced to do this? Like, it's an automatic force? If I can it's, use that word? It's a,
1: term of the insu- it's a part of the insurance policy. So if she doesn't do it, then the insurance company can cut her off because she's not complying with the terms of the policy. Oh, I see. Okay, so she's pretty well mandated to do it then. Correct, yeah, but again, she won't lose any money. Okay, fair enough. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe.
0: Appreciate your time. Enjoy the uh, the rest of your day. Going to get, uh, where are we going? We've got somebody calls to get through. Mark, you're up next. Hello.
2: Hey, how are you guys doing?
0: Good. What's on What's on your mind?
2: Uh, so, I've been in the Canadian Forces for a number of years now, and as you know, I'm not. Um, I am under the Canadian Labor Code, but certain sections of it I'm exempt from. And my question is, um, in terms of overtime pay, we don't receive it. It's um, kind of put in and called the military principle. And about two percent of everything we earn is considered overtime, just to make up for uh, time overseas and things like that. Now, my question is, I've been working four days on, four days off for the past seven years. And when I say four days on, I mean uh, the entire 96 hours, day and night. And I'm just wondering, at this point, I've worked significantly more overtime than uh, 2% of my income. And I'm wondering if I should be thinking about trying to do anything about that. Um, I did read somewhere that someone challenged it um, in the 90s and had won something. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, as as a practical matter, the only thing you can do is to to speak to whoever is in charge there and see if they'll agree to to make a change. From a legal standpoint, uh, there's certain exemptions that apply to to those in the military, and and because of that, until and unless that law changes, you're not going to be able to do anything, Mark. So, so I, I hear you. I get it. It's it's a heck of a lot more than than two percent, and you know, thank you very much for all the work that you do. Uh, but uh, there's not going to be much that can be done there uh, uh, unless the law changes, and, and I don't see it changing. Okay. Thank you very much for taking my question.
0: Thanks for your time as well, Mark, and uh, and be well. going to move to uh, to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Thank you for hanging on. How are you? Good. How are you doing? It's great. It's good. Uh, we'd like to uh, get your question on the air. What's going on?
2: Well, I, I'm an employer, and, and I've asked my employees to present their vaccination card, and if... We find out later that the vaccination card is false. It's been uh, altered, or you know, given us false information. Is that grounds for dismissal? And and if so, is there compensation or, or, or compensation for that?
1: So I, I certainly am a, a believer that that falsifying or, or providing false information, and especially when there's a pandemic is going to be grounds for dismissal without compensation. So okay. I, I have been asked a number of times by employees, can I just lie to my employers? And no, 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 you cannot, should not ever do that. So no. if you are provided with false information, I'm not going to be able to tell you that that's not cause for termination, I'm not. But I want you to remember, you know, I'm going to change the, 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 the scenario a bit on you, is if someone does tell you that they're not vaccinated, if you choose to let them go or suspend them because of that, you're going to owe them compensation. So oh yes, yes, I understand, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, no, that's that. fine. So, so it sounds like you're you're doing things correctly. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not going to be able to to try even to suggest that providing you false information is not cause for dismissal. In my view, it absolutely would be.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the time and the call. And you listening to the show as well. It 877 uh, That's what everybody's uh, using to get their answers. Uh, Kevin, you're up next. Thanks for hanging on.
2: Hey, no bad. Good afternoon, guys. a great show, too. Appreciate um, it. Hey, Thank you question, very much. My question is, I'm working in the oil and gas industry. I've been in the same area for 20 years. I'm 45. Um, we've got... We've got about 30% of our workforce got let go during the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so nothing slowed down, though. The rest of us were expected to pick up the slack, which we were really busy at the time anyway. But regardless, um, during this time, we've lost our pension, um, our long-term disabilities. We, we have to pay out of pocket for that now, which is about 80 bucks a month. And now the company is telling us that we have a mandate by the end of October. We have to show um, vaccination. Yet the whole time that this has been going on, we've had to go to work, there's been no compensation for it. Um, you know, and now we're being told, yes, you have to produce this. Well, this is well, the same people that are saying this have been sitting at home for a year and a half, which has really been a, a problem um for a lot of guys in the field, right? And a lot of guys don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, I am personally, but I do have a real issue with it. I fall I follow a lot of politics. Sorry about that noise. I follow a lot of politics and I understand there's a lot of stuff going on like MPs uh, exempting themselves from being vaccinated um, and that's okay but me going to Brent, work is is
1: there a, is there a union
2: No it's not a union it's just an oil and gas okay. company it's from it's from out of country but we are a Canadi- they've turned into a Canadian company but they're a big conglomerate right
1: So um, here's what you need to understand here that ultimately you can't if if your employer says if you're not vaccinated you're out of here if they do that you can't physically stop them from doing that. You can't physically restrain or prevent them from letting people go, but yep. they will owe compensation to those individuals. So the issue here is what they're gonna have to pay these employees if they're not vaccinated, and as a result, either they lose their job or they're suspended from their job. So what I all I can tell you is this, if you have colleagues that ultimately have chosen not to be vaccinated, let them know. If they lose their job or suspended, they have to reach out to me we can we can get them compensation. It's what the law provides for them, uh, and that's all that can be done here. And I'd be happy to help them if they need that help.
0: Kevin, appreciate the call. Going to move quickly on to uh, Brent. Brent, we got about a minute, so lay it on us. What do you got? Uh, what's your question? Hey,
1: real quick. Great show, guys.
2: Um, Thank I'm you, man. sixty-two and a half years old. Going to be sixty-five in a little bit. What can the company do as far as letting me go at sixty-five? I believe I have the right mm-hmm. to work as long as I physically can. I'm just wondering what my rights are as
1: an employee. So certainly they cannot let you go because of your age. They can let you go for unrelated reasons. I gave you an example. Let's say they they shut down the department and they have to let everyone go. They can let you go because it's not because of your age. Of course, they're going to have to pay you severance. And if you've been there for a while and you're in your 60s, You're going to look at significant severance. If they let you go because of your age, illegal. That's a human rights violation. Can't do that, even if it's part of the reason. Either way, if you lose your job, let's chat about it because you're right. You have a right to work until you're not able to. Otherwise, it's a human rights violation.
0: Brent, thank you so much. But we got to run. Appreciate the call, and for you who did call in, or maybe going to send an email along, we appreciate uh, you hanging in for the hour as well. We'll do it again next weekend, of course. In the meantime, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to reach out privately. Leor and his team help at employmentlawyer.ca, and any other employment matters and education can be found free and anonymously
2: pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time, Employment Law Show.